This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, you're tuned in to The Property Show and I'm Sim Weeboon. Properties in Australia have always been a top investment choice for Malaysians. No thanks to the familiarity with this country, a somewhat similar legal system and of course familial ties. But in recent times, the property market has been in the doldrums due to a depressed economic condition and of course rising interest rates. So the question we have today is, is now a good time to invest in Australian real estate? What does the process entail? How complicated is it? So for some answers, we speak to Ian Chen, Group CEO of Jalin Realty International, a real estate agency with presence in Singapore, Indonesia, China, of course, Australia and Hong Kong. Good morning, Ian. Welcome to the show. Hey, Sim. Thank you very much for having me today. Okay, great. So um, let's start off with this. In the past, Malaysians are big buyers of property in Australia. But is that still the case now? Could you share maybe some data or some trends to help us contextualize this? Yes, yes, definitely. In fact, uh, Australian um, or Malaysians has been investing in Australia the last uh, 20, 30 or even 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, a lot of Malaysians has close ties in Australia uh, due to education and also proximity as well. So, in fact, we have the data from uh, FIRB site, which is a foreign investment review board, meaning any foreigner who buy property in Australia will have, a, uh, we will have the records as well. So, in fact, Malaysia is a top 10 countries, uh, foreign countries that invest in Australian residential properties. Uh, they are ranked number uh, top 10 in the world as well. Yeah, yeah so we have countries, uh, example, from China, Hong Kong, Vietnam, uh, Singapore, India, Taiwan, uh, Indonesia, and uh, Malaysia is ranked number 10 at the moment. Yeah. How has the trend kind of like uh, been like, you know, has it been increasing? Has it been decreasing? Or is it just relatively kind of like uh, the same and uniform? Yeah. So uh, that's a good question, Sim. Yeah. So uh, generally, uh, Australia is a very safe uh, place to invest. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of uh, international, not only Malaysians, international uh, investors love to invest in Australia because of the stability of the uh, economy and also the politically as well. So uh, the last uh, three years, yeah, uh, generally there's approximately uh, 200 plus uh, investors in the residential property from Malaysia. Having said that, uh, China is uh, always number one with uh, uh, more than a thousand a year investors coming in, but this is for the last last three years is because of the COVID as well. So there's not much investment during the COVID period, but prior to that, uh, the figures is uh, higher and in fact is uh, uh, more than double than what we have now. Okay, so going back, focusing back on Malaysia, right? What is the key motivation for Malaysians wanting to buy Australian real estate? Is it for like children who are studying there or are they just investing for profit? I mean, what, what do you see? Malaysian buy Australian properties for a variety of reasons, but investment is the one of the most common purpose for Malaysian buying Australian property. Uh, some are looking to migrate or to have a temporary place to stay during their travel in Australia but more purchased for the children uh, and for investment purposes as well. When we say children, meaning uh, those going for education, yeah, going for universities, 
going for postgraduates and even high schools as well. There are some opportunities uh, more than beyond this reason, more than one reason. Uh, for example, a parent may purchase an apartment that they may lease out for income for a number of years until their children go to Australia to further their studies. Yeah, there's, uh, at times, parents, they also buy it uh, for their own use uh, uh, when they do go there for holidays. So investment and education are the main uh, purpose of investing in Australia. Okay, and which states in Australia are uh, the most popular with Malaysians and why? Uh, the most popular Australian states for Malaysians, uh, Victoria, New South Wales, and also Western Australia. Um, and the least popular generally is uh, South Australia and Tasmania. Uh, Melbourne is the capital city of uh, Victoria and was previously voted the world most livable city for seven years in a row. It is currently Australia's most livable city and more home to over 5 million people. That's where Jalan Royalty is based as well. Sydney is popular. Uh, this is the capital city. It draws a lot of uh, parents sending their kids over there. Having said that, Sydney median house price is higher than uh, Victoria and cost of living is higher than Victoria as well. Uh, the median price at the moment in Sydney is uh, uh, around 1 million and for Victoria Melbourne is approximately 700,000 Australian dollars. But, you know, prices have fallen between, uh, you know, 10 to 15% since the property values peaked more than a year ago. Do you expect this to continue as uh, central banks signal more rate hikes? We do not have the crystal ball, but uh, from what we gather, gen, uh, gather now at the moment, the Reserve Bank has uh, hiked the interest rate for the last uh, the 10 times uh, in Australia, 10 hike, and the cash rate is 3.6% uh, at the moment. So borrowing rate is approximately five, six, seven percent at the moment. So we, uh, we think, yeah, because due to the uh, recent banking turmoil, and uh, we, we feel that the uh, Reserve Bank Australia may pause, may pause the next uh, hike, yeah, may pause the next hike, and this one will result in uh, property prices uh, from sliding further. So the reason is because we have strong migration coming in, very, very strong migration internationally uh, when the borders open. And most important thing is that uh, students are coming back as well. So we see a lot of uh, strong demand recently in the local market and also uh, new immigrants coming in as well looking for houses. So we feel that the prices may stabilize the next couple of uh, months yeah. Okay, but let's say if prices continue to slide, right? Will there be a shortage of housing stock as buyers and vendors adopt a wait-and-see approach? If you look at the current uh, market now, as mentioned again, Jalin Realty is a registered estate agent in Australia. So we have access to data, uh, weekly data uh, from the Real Estate Institute of Victoria. So the clearance rate is around 73%. Yeah? So meaning uh, out of 100 houses being auctioned, yeah? auctioned, we can get approximately 73. So the market is still very active, but we have a shortage of supply at the moment. Dwelling approval is below the average, yeah? dwelling approval. So with the new migrants coming in, looking for a property, so that's the main reason why I believe the prices uh, may stop going down further. And in fact, it could be stabilized. And uh, with all the students coming in, new population coming up as well. So I believe the prices stabilize and the prices may go up probably next year or whatsoever. Yeah? As long as in inflation rate is uh, well managed and the interest rate uh, stabilized. 
Oh, okay, Ian. So let's talk about currencies then. You know, for a long time, the Australian dollar has been hovering around three ringgit like that. How should investors factor in fluctuation of currencies when investing in the property market in Australia? Besides capital appreciation, a lot of customers, they may benefit from the also uh, foreign exchange uh, uh, return as well. Yeah? But having said that, similarly with all investment, that's uh, up and down. Yeah? Uh, ringgit has been very stable. It's been hovering around three ringgit uh, the last couple of years. So uh, bearing in mind that if you're going to uh, buy a foreign property, the local component or ringgit is very important to look into. So a very good example is that if you do intend to borrow money uh, to purchase a property in Malaysia, there are some banks that will give ringgit loan or you can get your loan from Australian, Australian dollar loan. So it's very important if you do intend to borrow, it's good to always think that which currency may weaken. So that means your repayment will be lower. Yeah. So if you think a ringgit may weaken, so it's good to borrow in ringgit. But if you think that the uh, Australian dollar may weaken, it's good to borrow in Australian dollar. But having said that, do remember as an investor, your income is an Aussie dollar. So I always uh, uh, share with my investors, it's good to invest in the domicile countries. Uh, that's an Australian dollar for Australian property. So then you have a natural hedge instead of getting into uh, foreign currency. So that's that's my advice. Eh? So that's the best way to invest in foreign property is to go into domicile countries' uh, currency. So you will have a natural hedge. But for those who are more uh, adventure investors and would love to de- dwell into foreign exchange, yes, please look in that in which currency you're going to borrow into. We're going to take a short break for some messages and after that, we'll dive into the legal and financial require- requirements to purchase a property in Australia. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to The Property Show and I'm Sim Wee Boon. Today, joining us for a conversation on the Australian property market is Ian Chen, Group CEO of Jalin Realty International, a real estate investment company. So before the break, we were covering some of the trends regarding how Malaysians view Australian property why they buy what they buy, how much it's changed over the years. But now, Ian, I want to ask, right, specifically what type of properties are we Malaysians allowed to buy in Australia? Generally, in Australia, we can buy all brand new property. Yeah, that means uh, anything brand new, that means it's apartment uh, or houses brand new. So we are allowed to buy brand new property and uh, we are allowed to buy a commercial or uh, retail property as well. So generally, um, commercial and retail, you can buy secondhand. So whereas for res- uh, residential, it has to be brand new. Okay, so then, right, can you give us maybe some background on uh, the Australian property legislation, which in regard to foreign property ownership, right? What are some of the basic requirements that are needed if you want to own an uh, Australian property as a foreigner? Uh, you need an approval from the FRB, which is a foreign investment review board. The property must be, as mentioned again, must be new or vacant uh, land to build a new property. And you can't buy an established dwelling yeah, as an investment property. Established means a resale or second-hand property. Uh, you also can buy for, as a foreigner new property in their own name and rent it out as well to the children. Yeah, And then the, uh, the FRB is the Australian government department that assesses application from foreigners who love to, who like to invest in Australian properties, residential, commercial, or even uh, retail property as well. Are you allowed to own multiple properties? How does that work in terms of like, uh, you know, 
um, yeah, the amount, the value, and all. Yeah, yeah. There's no uh, uh, amount or limit that you can purchase. Yeah, uh, but having said that, uh, there is an application fees. Uh, if you buy anything below one million Australian dollars, application fee or FRB application fee of thirteen thousand two hundred. If you buy anything above one million, uh, it's twenty six thousand four hundred application fees yeah, to buy a property in residential property in Australia in Victoria at the moment. So, what are then the financing options to fund the purchase of these properties, right? Are there foreign account loans offered by local banks? And, you know, how has the approval rating been like? Yeah, so I think that's this very good. Malaysians are very, very lucky. So, because we have major banks that do provide loans, we Jalin Rotivo very closely with uh, some of the big banks in Malaysia, uh, namely like uh, Maybank, CMB Bank, OCBC Bank. They do provide loan to a foreigner in ringgit or Australian dollar. Yeah, so, whereas in Australia, uh, all the banks in Australia are not allowed to fund any foreign uh, purchases of uh, property, residential property. So, we go through private lenders. Yeah, private lenders, we've been working with private lenders in Australia by providing loan to our foreign customers from uh, Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, and China as well. So, the difference between uh, the foreign lender and the Malaysian bank is that uh, I mean, foreign uh, uh, private lenders in Australia is generally we do have interest-only loan. Yeah, but having said that, this one differ from Malaysia by their principal plus interest loan. Um. Okay. Going back to kind of like when we were talking, you mentioned the f- application fees, uh, and mm. all that. I'm curious. Like you see, in Malaysia, right? You know, our stamp mm. duty and everything, right? Um. It somewhat changes time to time depending on you know the government budget, the state of the economy, and everything. What's the situation like in Australia? Is it similar? Does it change time to time, or do they have a set fee? I mean, is uh, and and what kind of like barriers are being put up uh, to for foreigners to kind of like own a property or buy a property in uh, Australia? So uh, I I guess around the world, not only in Malaysia or or other countries, Australia. Yeah, the naturally the government would love to take care of the local residents, so they do impose some stamp duty to uh, the, how should I say to to deter too many foreign investment that may affect their local residents. For example, like Singapore, there is a thirty percent stamp duty for any foreigner buying into Singapore property. Similarly, with Hong Kong as well. So there's no difference with Australia. So there are a eight percent foreign stamp duty for any foreigner coming in to invest in Australian uh, property. Are investors allowed to rent out the properties they own? What's the legal requirement here? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, very similarly with Malaysia as well, investing in Malaysian property. So meaning that if you do buy a property through Jalin Realty in Malaysia, our team in Australia will assist with rental, whether it's long-term, that means long-term is minimum for one year, or short-term, that's Airbnb, which is daily uh, rental. So a lot of uh, investors who invest to us, uh, they can either choose long-term rental or short-term rental in Australia, thereby the, the yield has been very, very good because currently at the moment in Australia, especially in Victoria and Sydney, we have a rental crisis, meaning we do not have enough rental properties at the moment. The vacancy rate is below 1%. So meaning every 100 houses for rent, there's only one available. If you do go to YouTube and Google, you will notice that uh, if you just Google uh, renting property in Australia or Victoria or Sydney, 
you will see lines of people queuing to rent a property. And in fact, it's a landlord market now in, in Australia uh, as different compared to Malaysia, which is a tenant market, meaning the landlord can choose the tenant. There'll be probably 10, 20, 30, 40, or even at times 50 applicants for one property. So to me, it's a good time to invest in Australia where the rental yield has been fantastic. You can achieve around 6% for long-term uh, rental uh, return, and you can get more than 10% for short-term Airbnb of return. So then what are the top three uh, considerations, right, that maybe someone should consider before buying an Australian property then? My first advice is to research yeah, on the country that you plan to buy, for example, Australia, the property market trend, uh, the availability of the properties. And in fact, nowadays with the internet, with chat GPT, AI as well, you have a lot, a lot of information on the internet. Yeah, Go to the equivalent of iProperty, Property Guru, to do the research. Uh, in Australia, it's realestate.com.au, domain.com.au. You will see a lot of uh, availability for rental and also the uh, current market uh, rates as well. Yeah, the median prices, all is available. My second advice is uh, uh, to know your goal, the purpose of your investment, whether is it for own use or for investment. Yeah, if it's for own use, check the location. The walkability score is very important as well. We rate every suburb with a walkability score of up to 10. Yeah, and whereas if it's for investment purposes, uh, uh, check the yield, the rental, the profile of a tenant uh, that's uh, available in the market. And lastly, I guess, uh, engage the uh, registered estate agent to assist you with the uh, uh, journey of investing in Australia, uh, registered estate agent in Australia and in Malaysia as well. You, you have to have an agent in Australia to sort out your rent and buying the house, right? You can't be fully done for, from just the Malaysian side? Uh, no, you can't. You definitely need a agency, a registered estate agent in Australia to all to do this rental management. Yeah? So without a uh, uh, estate agency license, you can't run a property management properly. Yeah? Flipping to the other side, then, you know, what are some of the key risks that Malaysians have to take into account, right, when they are buying an Australian property then? Yeah, good. Like what we discussed earlier as well, I think the foreign currency as well, uh, exchange risk is very important, the fluctuation do look into the uh, movement of currency if you do borrow in uh, other currency besides Australian dollar. So that's the reason why I always encourage my customers to borrow in Australian dollar, the domicile country that you're investing in. Uh, and second thing is, I guess, also political environment uh, can affect the value of uh, property. Uh, uh, safe to say that Australia is a relatively stable country politically and economically as well. So I guess uh, it gives us a peace of mind invest in Australia. Okay, what about legacy planning though? Like in terms of um, passing down the property to your children uh, in, in case something happens to you or halfway through your payment, something happens to you, right? How complicated is the process? What are the tax implications that uh, someone should also think about? So in fact, these are the questions we receive all the time from investors. Uh, we do have panel of uh, uh, solicitors and uh, advisors, tax advisors with Jalen Realty as well. So these are the questions will be uh, answered by them. But having said that, generally, uh, we do not have inheritance tax in in Australia, uh, like uh, in UK. And very important thing is that uh, uh, it's good to have a view as well in place. So that's where the uh, solicitor and uh, legal advisor can advise you properly on this. And uh, 
it is very similar to Malaysia, yeah. So we have to have all this in place when we invest in overseas in Australia. Okay, so no inheritance or estate tax, right? Just to clarify. Correct. There's no inheritance or estate tax in Australia. Yeah. Capital gains tax. Yes, there is capital gain tax. So uh, generally, in everywhere you invest, uh, I mean. Uh, uh, taxes, we have income tax and uh, capital gain tax in Australia and uh, uh, the tax is based on your income bracket. Your capital gain tax is based on your income bracket and it's very important to know that uh, as a foreign investors, we will be at the lowest income tax bracket. Lowest income tax bracket at the moment, uh, the tax bracket is from 32 to 45%. 32 to 45 percent. But having said that, there's a lot of things are tax deductible. As mentioned again, we're talking about the stamp duty earlier, the 8 percent foreign stamp duties. These are all tax deductible as well when you sell a property. And on top of that, there's other things uh, tax deductible like depreciation of the building. So these are not available in Malaysia or any other country whereby depreciation is just a, um, a paper item rather than a, a real cash item for deduction. Yeah. So there's a lot of tax advantages whereby a tax accountant will be able to advise you and a lot of time the tax paid are very, very minimal. All right, Ian. Thank you so much for your insights. I've been speaking to Ian Chen, Group CEO of Jalin Realty International. That's all the time we have for the property show this week. Coming up next, we have the 10 a.m. news bulletin followed by Enterprise. I'm Simwe Boon from The Morning Run. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.